to Articulate with Stephen Jones, with me, your host, Stephen Jones. This episode featured a good friend of mine, uh, well, my brother's good friend, who is also a good friend of mine, uh, Marcus Carnes. He uh, grew up in the Cincinnati area, and we were kind of talking about his aspirations to be a politician before this, and we kind of just got really into it within the interview. And he's just a really fun guy in general, and like, I don't know, playful and an alligator and goon and, uh, yeah, it was a good conversation. Uh, hope you enjoy. All right, guys, Marcus, how you doing? Happy birthday, man. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. 28 yeah. years old, man. Yeah, you excited? It kind of sucks that it's in a, in the worst time ever to have a birthday. <laughs> it is. But, uh. Whole month of March, huh? Yeah, it's, it's rough, but at least you get to celebrate with some, uh, some cool guys. Patch. Over here. Cheers. He's going to be chiming in from the background <laughs> occasionally. So, uh, Marcus, since um, when I, I know that you went up, you moved all around, all over the place, and that was for politics, right? That yeah. was because of your. So, before that, in high school, like, did you, were you always, you know, politics centered? Were you always focused on that? Or did you kind of like bounce around? Or what was your high school li- life like? You uh, dude, when I was in high school, um, Wanted to be a politician started when I was like seventh or eighth grade, dude. Really? I, yeah, yeah. Because I was always wanted to be like you know. So when my parents are from like uh, Cambodia, so when we got here, everyone's poor. You know what I mean? So, really? Yeah. So we live, and then my mom became a pharmacist, and then we like. Where, did you move straight into Ohio? Where yeah. did you grow up? Yeah, yeah. I was but born what? Ohio. I was born here, but my mom wasn't. So mm. yeah. So dude, I mean that's that's pretty rough, right? Growing mm-hmm. up, was it, is it just you and your mom, or I got a little sister, okay. and then I love my grandparents too. So it's oh. pretty dope, yeah. Yeah, but, um, what city? Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Yeah, okay. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. Yeah, so I always wanted to be a politician because, like, um, when I got, when we finally got a bunch of money and we got, we were able to move out, I was like, why are all my friends still, you know, stuck in the same situation? I was like, dude, how do you get to that platform? And I've always been, like, pretty extroverted, outgoing, so that people always, like, migrate around me. I can get people to, you know, I've always been a leader, been a captain, doing all this kind of stuff. I was like, you know how do you get to that platform to change people's opinion on things? And I was like, oh, I'll be a politician. Right. So since like seventh grade, brother, I always ran for like, you know, school council, that kind yeah, of stuff. Fairly yeah, fairly successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything. You know, like, I won recess prom- all day. Yeah, prom king. I won prom king. Just oh, like things man. that took votes, I would always like, you know, try Soda to Soda out of the water fountain. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> little Kool-Aid packets in your pocket. Yeah, little Kool-Aid. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I always wanted to be a politician just to make a change in the community. And up until recently, I didn't want to do it just because of some experiences that I've had recently. Right. Well, so from high school, you went to Ohio State, right? Yeah. And in Ohio State, you kept doing the whole politics thing? Or? At Ohio State, I kind of... So the easiest path to be a politician is I was thinking like, hey, what is the easiest way to do it? So I decided I was going to go to law school. Oh, okay. Um, so to get into law school, you need to have a undergrad like poli-sci, stuff like that. But I got my undergrad in English because mm-hmm. it'd be easy because I'm going to do contract writing. Oh, yeah. And all that kind of stuff, because like 90% of, you know, politicians start as, you know, lawyers. Like, Obama went to Harvard Law School. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I figured that would be the easiest path to get to being in politics. But I was able to get internships and opportunities that got my foot in the door without having to finish. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you learn anything from your English major that you can apply? A lot, man. A lot. So, I mean, a lot of being, like, wanting to be a politician is a lot of public speaking. Right. A lot of, you know, being able to formulate your own speeches, being able to formulate your own, like, you know. Articulate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so you want to basically be able to, you know convince a crowd to do something just as you're you know when you're writing a paper a lot of this paper are persuasive papers right persuasive reports so i mean it helped a lot actually really know? yeah that's awesome man yeah so just kind of like constructing i mean not even arguments but just constructing yourself in a way where people are more open-minded towards you a little bit yeah i guess i mean so one thing that I, like i always do like um rather when i was given a prompt about something you want to take let's say you gave me a prompt about write a paper about shoes mm-hmm you want to write, you can write so many different perspectives of how you want it to go. You know yeah. what I mean? And tell you, so it kind of opened my mind in a creative way because I had a creative writing slash English degree. Oh, so really? it was like, you know, how am I going to talk about these shoes in a way that no one else is going to talk about these shoes? Yeah. And that's something that catches your attention. You don't want to hear um, the same kind of like, oh, you know, um, these are nice sneakers or designed <laughs> to make you run faster. No, you want to hear like, the foam bottom on this was created by a small, you know, history of it. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of made me think of taking the most simple, simplest thing, but pitching it to someone in a more creative way, which is what I was going to use in politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that applies. I mean, I mean, even for me, like I need to, you know, I'm trying to go into like entertainment of some Mm -hmm. sort. And it's like, what can I, I was really (laughs) thinking about this deeply the other day is like, what do I actually offer? that's different than what anybody else has, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to, to like, you know, nail that down because, I mean, especially for me, I haven't even been out in the real world, so yeah. I don't even know what a lot of other people are offering at this point. Yeah, it's, and, it's, uh, it's a nuts thing to think about, brother, different perspectives. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, that's the most important thing for uh, politics. That's what Patrick always kind of has enforced with me is, like, different perspectives and kind of how important those play into... I mean, how you go about your life, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and talk about perspective, man. Your mom being from Cambodia, being raised in Cincinnati. What age did you go from, you know, kind of lower uh, to upper? Kind so of? it's... Because so, you said that, you you know, you were leaving all your friends behind. Yeah, exactly. So point. it kind of was a point where, like, you know, when I was growing up, my mom was also... I mean, my mom, she's not much older. Than, well, she's, you know, she's only... She had me when she was a teenager. So right. she's fairly young. So, you know... We kind of were, like, going to school at the same point. Does that make sense? Oh, really? Yeah, we were, like, you know, she was trying to, like, get her life together while I was trying to... So, she didn't really have time to be a mom. So, yeah. my grandma was kind of raising us both at the oh, same okay. time. You know, like, I'm raising her to be a young woman and mm-hmm. while still raising him as a kid. So, it took a while for my mom to be a mom, man. Yeah. And so... Um, Do you think... I mean, so, are you still close with your mom? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, one of my best friends. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you think that affects... I mean, that affects you diff- in a way that's... You know, different than anybody else that's, like, raised? I think it it affected me in a way to where, like, you know, if I didn't have, like, you know, my grandparents as a source to go to when I needed something, it would have been more of a hardship. However, you know, I could run to them for a problem. You know right. what I mean? And it kind of made me feel like I had. So, for a while, my mom was, like, my older sister, it felt like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, you know, she was... She's still out doing these kind of things and, you know, trying to go out and enjoy her young life. Right. Which, I mean, yeah. Fuck you you right. can't get mad at her about yeah, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's one of those things like, you know, it wasn't until like, you know, I was in my teenage years or younger, 11, to 11 past when I was like, oh, mom, I need help with this. Give me some good advice. Because at that point, you know, when she's in her younger 20s, early 30s, 
she's not really in a position to give great advice that I need. Right. You know what I mean? But she is able to relate a little bit exactly. more than somebody yeah. who's older. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she can give you her perspective. And mm-hmm. She can tell me what not to do because she's done those kind of things. But, right. you know, she doesn't really have the perspective of what I should do instead because, she, you know, there's certain experience that she hasn't lived because, you know, she's new to this country. Right. She didn't have to go to elementary school here. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. So, weird things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, um, something I kind of want to go off of was... Uh, how you said you're lucky to have your grandparents there to like kind of as a net if anything happened or you go yeah. through your problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just talking to my buddy Adam the other day and he was talking about how like, you know, this whole thing happened. He put like all of his money pretty much into the stock market mm-hmm. and then it went up and up and up for like a while and then just all of a sudden, you know, crashed and now he is SOL, you know, he yeah. had no money and luckily, you know, he wasn't going to be able to go like a month without you know, without, without anything coming yeah. in. Right. Yeah. And, uh, he was just kind of sustaining before, but he was lucky, lucky to have that net of his parents to give him like a small loan yeah. of money that he can live off for a little bit while this whole thing goes down. Yeah. So it's just something, I mean, that's just a perspective that I hadn't even thought about before is like how close you can come to being, you know, homeless yeah. just like that. I mean, you got to think that, you know, there's me, you know, me and Patch and, you know, even Michael Phelps were complaining about our situation, but you know, we don't have any kids. Right. We don't have, you know, a wife to support. We don't have, you know, a mortgage on a house, you know. Right. Think about how those people that are in way off situations. Me and Patch had a long talk about it yesterday about, like, you know, think about how many people are in way worse situations than us. Oh, like, yeah, yeah we're, we're stressing about this, but I couldn't even imagine. Right. Know, like, right. having a four-family household and, <laughs> you know, being laid off, dude. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. rough for my employees right now, but, you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm super lucky. Lucky to be. I mean, it, it kind of sucks because it's the end of my senior year. Mm-hmm. But I haven't like started a career yet, so I haven't like had the chance to even lose a career yet. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think you're gonna be in the best time to go into a career because number one, new job, new jobs are gonna be hiring because so many people are gonna be leaving the workforce because of this and that. You know what I mean? I think yeah. go, going back in it, you gotta have like a fresh start. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But I, um, Patrick brings up the point a lot that. Um, People aren't going to have money, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to spend. So within the hospitality industry, I mean, people are always going to be staying everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, like, going out to buy drinks or to buy food is going to be more rare, I think. Yeah, it is going to be more rare. But, you know, um, a lot of these jobs that people are working at, you know, from home right now, they're jobs that would be better off in person. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot more traveling that's going on. All those people aren't traveling now. When it hits, they're going to have to get to meeting with this person, meeting with these people. You know what I mean? All those people that have phone interviews are going to have to meet face-to-face interviews. So I think there's going to be a little pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would like to think so. I hope so, yeah. I would like I hope to hope so, so for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. So you got so you got into politics a little bit through college and did the poli-sci, and then you didn't go to law school? or I did go to law school. I didn't did. finish law school. Oh, yeah. really? What yeah. happened? So I if went. You don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to law school at NKU, and um, then got a sweet uh, opportunity to go to Nashville, Tennessee. Hung out there for a minute, mm-hmm. then had a sweet opportunity to go to Naples. So um, yeah, I mean, what were like? I mean, what was the first opportunity like a big decision because you had to leave school? Or? Uh, no. So I mean, when you ever you get an internship in politics, it counts towards, especially when you're in law school. As mm-hmm. long as you're interning with a you know city council, a law firm, anything like that, oh, that's nice. going to apply. It counts as uh, you know a way to do it because a lot of places, if you're in law school, you want to be a lawyer, you'll go be a paralegal, and then they'll hire you immediately once you take the bar really? and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly like that. Huh. So I mean, um, so yeah, so for a while I wanted to be a lawyer, man, and then you know. Then I kind of started to see 
kind of the shady world in politics. Yeah. Uh, well, real quick, before we get into that, I just want to say I like how you call them opportunities instead of just internships and like little things. Oh, yeah. Like, or like jobs because a lot of people are, you know, kind of pessimistic. Dude. They just say, oh, well, I had to take an internship in, in Nashville. You oh, know, no, I had no. to do this or whatever. Oh, no, you but, take, I mean, you know, it's opportunity because, you know, you make, a job is what you make of it. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. if you go into it with a negative perspective, like, oh, I got to work this job. I know. Every time I meet a few people, like, you know, I move to big city after big city, I always take it as an opportunity to meet new people who can get me to where I need to be, which yeah. is, you know, how I've... Right. I mean, yeah, and that's yeah. not and that's not selfish or anything, right? That's yeah. like, I mean, you would help them out if you needed exactly. to, like, professionally. And Oh, I mean, me and Patch used to be managers for at a company, and people put us down as references for their jobs all the time, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. Yeah, like, definitely. It's an honor for me to be, you know, you want my recommendation <laughs> on a person, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's definitely. A great thing to think I actually got that for the first time, like, the other day, this girl just, like, Called me up out of nowhere, and she's like, "Hey, can I? Can you? Can I use you as a reference for Marco's Pizza?" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's a great thing. Like I mean, they think, you mean, they make they think highly of you. You know what I mean? Right. So they know that you're gonna give them a great perspective on definitely. You know, yeah, yeah. For so, sure. so what kind of shady world are we dealing with here? So when I was in Nashville, um, when I was in Nashville, the mayor of Nashville, Tennessee. It was a year she got caught in a scandal because she was sleeping with the police chief. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, very, very, you know, very... Like disingenuous. Disingenuous. Um, so, when I got into politics, I was like, you know, this is how you're going to get to make these changes and all this kind of stuff. I don't have to say anyone's name, you know, anything like that. Right. But, I mean, oh, I worked for a politician one day and, you know, being his intern, he gave me... You know, those petitions that you sign when you're on a square, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, can you do this, legalize this, right. um, or this and that, or can we do this to get more money for the community center? One politician, I gave him this, and uh, I was like, hey, these are 5,000 signatures I got from someone who dropped these off. What do you want me to do with them? He's like, put them right there. Put them in a the trash can. Really? Yeah, put them straight in a trash can. Damn. Yeah, so, I mean, and I was like, you know, like, someone spent hours or hours, days yeah. going out, you know, getting all these people to sign this, getting, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, going up to someone at the grocery store, asking them to sign this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do it, do it in a wastebasket. And that was like my first real sign, like, damn, dude, like, you know, this is someone who our tax money is going to pay his salary and yet, you know, he doesn't really... He doesn't care about the work. Yeah, he just and then cares I just, about the yeah. character. Yeah, whatever. and I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it was a, he was a bad guy, it's just like, you know... What do you value as important? Right. What do you respect? Exactly. So that kind of was like my first negative taste in politics. And I was like, you know what? Like, this might not be for me. But then I continued to do it, you know, and and I just kept seeing stuff like that. Like, you know, big thing about that people don't get in politics is that, you know, to run a political campaign, to run for like a position, you need to have people who are going to financially back you. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, let's say if I were to do it now, you know, I have to give up my profession so someone's got to pay me enough money to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, sustain my life. So Your you gotta, salary on yeah, top of all the campaign Exactly. Costs. So you need to have someone who's going to... So these people are putting thousands and thousands of dollars into you. They're not doing it for no reason. They're doing it because I have this business and I want you to take care of me when you get to the seat to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of people in politics who win these campaigns, they win them because they have all that financial backing, because they can reach more people. But then once they get to their position... The people who financially back them, who helped them get there, those yeah. are the people who are really making those decisions. You know? Right, right. And so, you know, and I... That being, makes sense. That, yeah. That's kind of, you know... You like, know? 
There's always like a whole thing behind how the president is more of like a puppet or mm-hmm. anything, and I, you know, I've always heard that, but never really understood why. Yeah, but that, that totally makes sense. And that's how that's how it works, especially on a lower class like a city council or uh, you know like a senate position. You know, really, once even you, that. Yeah, yeah. Once you get there, you know, I mean, because a lot of people, you know, especially when you're going to these communities and you're promising, oh, hey, I'm going to do all this and this. I need you guys to take care of us. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to make sure that you you do what you promise. You know what I mean? Or it's going to be some. Some backlash. Some backlash. Hey, especially, you know, sure. when it gets when it gets, comes to that monetary monetary yeah. um, level, you know. It's I mean? crazy how much importance that holds in our society. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something that I didn't really fully comprehend until last year. Like uh, I never got into stocks or anything, but right. I took finance class and hung out with the twenty eight year old for a little bit and uh, kind of realized like how big twenty seven at the time. Twenty seven at the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it kinda like how how much that guides your whole life, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I said, like that guy, you know, he could have been without his parents trying something like a starting a new business or going on, moving to a place where he's never lived before and then everything crashes and then immediately just oh, yeah. SOL. I mean, you got to think like um, something that I always think is weird, you know, if you were to check all the money you spend frivolously, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the year. It'd make you sick, you know. All the yeah. money you spend on alcohol, the money you spend on fast food, mm-hmm. but then it's really like you know, um, especially so. A few years ago, I gave up. Uh, I think it was so. I do patch since I was a teenager, so I used to be a real flashy guy. I used to buy like nice clothes, nice shoes all the time. You know what I mean? Well, you know, the, the yeah. what was not Rolex, yeah, but Michael Kors, Michael Kors. Yeah, this was a gift, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I kind of like um, steered away from buying, t- spending too much money on. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, yeah, materialistic. I mean, I'll still buy a nice dinner because mm-hmm. I want, you know, I enjoy food. But when it comes to clothes and things like that, especially, you know, when you're changing your size and stuff like that, you think, like, you know, how many. Sh- I give away a bag of clothes. I was giving away a bag of clothes a year because really? just donating. Like, oh, I don't wear this. I always do that, you know. Have you wore this shirt in the past six months? If not, get rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was getting away bags and bags of clothes, you know? Which means I mean? you, which meant you were buying clothes. Buying, buying a bunch clothes. of stuff, you know? It's just one of those things like, I wear the same, like right now I'm to the point where, you know, I have, I probably have 10 to 15 pairs of pants, but I probably wear the same five pairs of pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just wash them again. Yeah. I, I do a smell sh- test for a shirt. Smell test. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this shirt's still good. Put yeah, it on. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah, as a person. I mean, you got underwear on and yeah. like you put deodorant on. Yeah, I mean, I now work in a, you know, my job, I wear a lot of, you know, dress clothes and blazers and stuff like that. But oh, when it comes yeah. to hanging out, if you see me hanging out, I'm going to wear the same sweatpants. Sweats, and, yeah, the yeah. same thing. And just yeah. being comfy. Exactly. Know? And I mean, you think like, you know, if you're making $50,000 and you're spending. I, I was talking to Patch about this uh, yesterday, but they say, like, uh, I don't know what the percentage is, either 7 or 80. If you have $1,000 in your bank account, you have more money than, like, 70 or 80% of all Americans. Really? Because people don't save money. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, people don't save money. People don't save any money. That's why, you know, it's such a hit on these people, you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. like, you got to think, um, you know, especially being in our profession, like me and Patrick is, uh, are... When you see like a server or a bartender and they like have to pay taxes of two K and they're freaking out, I'm like, yeah, you made sixty seven thousand dollars last year. You don't <laughs> where have did two, it all go? You don't have two K around to pay yeah. these taxes. You know what I mean? And you got to think, people don't. I mean, that's a major part. Of it. It's one third of it. You know, there's. I read this thing. It was uh, the, the the skills to keeping money. It's not only 
you know, making it, but it's keeping it and growing it. Those are two other yeah. different, completely different things. So if you if you're bad on a third of that, you yeah. know, you got you, you got to be able to focus and, and do other. Yeah, stuff that's like a that. big thing of stocks, man. Um, we got Michael Phelps in his stocks, and he wasn't into it too hard, was he, Patrick? Uh, Michael Phelps, by the way, just real quick. Michael Phelps is not actually Michael Phelps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Paul, <laughs> he's a, he's yeah, a fun yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Roth. But we got him in the stocks because, uh, like, we were trying to be like, yo, instead of putting your money in a bank, mm-hmm. put it in something that can potentially grow your money. Because, you know, you put it in a bank with that low interest rate, you're not going to gain anything. You're going to have the same amount of money you put in there. At least this way it can grow, you know, yeah. which is why you got to learn about stop loss, stop growth, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, and, Well, so I was talking with that guy that lost all that money that mm-hmm. I was talking about. He, like still had more he still even after the crash had more than he originally invested you know yeah. what i mean so he's fine with that but it was kind of sad because our other friend that was there too was not kind of paying attention to it as much and it's like that's a big part of the game I that think. is like the monetary, stock yeah the monetary i mean p- playing cash flow dude that's the only thing you got yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah, for sure. the first level is you gotta you gotta um you gotta get those smaller stocks and kind of grow them real yeah, easily exactly it's all about watching i mean like um so when I first, like, I used to get, when I was, like, 13 or 14, a lot of stocks I have, like, were, like, stocks that I was given as a gift for, like, Christmas. And right. I didn't really care about them. You That's know what nice. I mean? yeah. yeah, I was like, oh. Those are the best because you don't know what to do with and P&G, sweet. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, oh, give me 100 bucks, please. Yeah. But then, you know, as you get older, you start to realize, you know, this guy has $1,000 in the bank. I put $1,000 in a stock. Now I have $1,200 after you know, a month a, or two. A month or two, and now he still has 1000 Right. That's something that you don't pay attention to until you're making more money and that's a weird thing to say but you know once i actually start watching my money it's crazy to see what you spend money on yeah definitely definitely man Mm -hmm. i mean i luckily i had a when i was 16 years old i took a a personal finance class just for shits and gigs and uh the teacher was just really really good at his job Mm -hmm. really smart guy and was able to cut through to me at least you know i could tell not everybody was like super interested but he got through to like you know, a regular, I'd say I was an average 16-year-old yeah. doing nothing. That's funny that you say that, man, because that's why I got into politics, actually. Really? To, um, to one of the things I wanted to do was change the educational system. I mean, so... I mean, that's where the yeah. that's where change really comes from. Yeah, because so when I grew up, well, the reason I grew up and I, like, the reason I got so, like, upset when I left is because, like, from K through 8th grade, there are so many kids smarter than me, you know what I mean, that I hung right. out with regularly. And I'm like, what the hell is going on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can get in this, but how do you get this better? And that's a scary thing. It is a scary thing, dude. And then I went to Walnut Hills, which is like, you know, you got to take a test to get in school. If you drop below a 70 or a C, they kick you out of school. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a best school in Ohio for, what, 10, 15 years in a row. Damn. Um, yeah, so you, um, I went there, and I'm like, I go back to visit my old friends, and I'm like, what do I? what am I doing differently that you guys Because Now I'm like levels ahead of you right and it's one of those things like you know um one thing i realized and why i wanted to go into politics is because i realized that college isn't for everyone right yeah. college is not for it's everybody not, but I, the thing is if you don't go to college even if it's not for you yeah. it's still you know that's that looks reflects negatively it, and, it, and it affects the rest of your life and that's the thing so this is one thing that i'm gonna like get real nerdy about man it's like <laughs> Get nerdy. I, I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, we live in a so society wise, brother, we really value uh, there's three jobs that are we value. We value, you know, politics, kind of, lawyers, doctors. You know politics, what I mean? Politics, lawyers, and doctors. Ah, uh, you know, so um, those are things that, you know, you're like, I need to be a lawyer, I need to be a doctor. You know, people that go to medical school, they accumulate hundreds of thousands of right. in this. But, you know, 
jobs that, but think about what your essential jobs are now too. Plumbing. Yeah. A plumber makes about 100K a year, you know, 70 to 80. Janitor versus a doctor, man. Hey, exactly. He's <laughs> essential job. You know, like everyone can't be a doctor. Right. You know? But you still. So why do they get paid more? Not even necessarily why they get paid more. Why isn't those professions like more? Why don't people be like, hey, you should be a plumber? Right. That's a that's a field that, you know, you can go in and make a great amount of money. Mm-hmm. And that's a job, you know, if, I, if you were to tell me when we were 13 years old that you want to be a plumber, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. You're to tell me you want to be a garbage man, what the hell's wrong with you? That's but your dream? Those yeah. are the jobs that, you know, we need society to do. And those are jobs that pay well. A welder, a welder makes close to 100K a year. For real. You know, not, and that's a skill that... Yeah, my is, buddy, he went to like a trade school, which mm-hmm. is even kind of looked a little down upon. You know what exactly. it, it's like the It's like the, the, the view from the high picket fence, white, you know, yeah. suburban type of thing, looking down at people kind of... Like you said, yeah. but he makes like way more. He was done exactly. in two years and he's making a full salary right that's now. That's the thing. And that's the thing. So you get this, you tell this. And so one thing I learned about law school, and this is going to, this is what freaks a lot of people out is that, you know, to get into law school, you have to, number one, you have to take your LSAT. Then after that, they base it off of that score to let you get into law school. Mm-hmm. So when I got into law school, my first year knocking it out in KU, there's 50% dropout rate. Really? So let's say you spent your whole life thinking you're going to be a lawyer. You get to, you accumulate four years of undergrad debt. Mm-hmm. You just paid your first year of law school and then you drop out. Man. When in reality, you could have been a, you know, you could have been a welder. You right. could have made 90K. You would have been done in two years. Death free. Because, you know, just the way your brain processes things, you just process things with your hands better. You process, you know, mechanics yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. That's so, one thing that, so we yeah. need to change the societal outlook of those types of jobs. I think you just need, you need to include more trade schools in, like, the high school level like that. You know what I mean? As an option. So what Hughes does, Hughes High School, they do this work program where basically once you get to, like, a sophomore or junior, mm-hmm. you can take a class elective that is pretty much like a trade learning so you get to go work at the zoo right oh well, yeah really? you can either go work at the zoo and like yeah. learn about animals it's like a botany class or learning about plants or you can go like work in a shop and learn about like and if all schools had that dude that'd be, everybody would that'd be nuts that kid who's like you know what college ain't for me i'll know what i'm gonna major and i don't want to be an accountant but i can i'm really good with cars mm-hmm. boom <laughs> be a mechanic be a mechanic make 70k get no debt you know what I mean yeah exactly exactly so it's one of those things that you know they're like either you go to college or you're a failure but then you're like what about these trade schools there's a whole third avenue that people don't that people don't really to. consider mm-hmm. yeah no and I totally can get behind that man mm-hmm. I, I really wish yeah you know. so that's what that's why I was gonna go into politics basically like yo every school needs to have a third option they need to be able to be like hey you 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 shouldn't be an accountant. You shouldn't be a lawyer. But I think you'd be great as you know an electrician. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, give them something instead of saying no. You can't be. Yeah, exactly. you can't go to college because you're too dumb. Yeah, yeah. You know, give but, them an option. But you know, you should. I think your brain really works really well to where you can nail a circuit. You can get this mm-hmm. kind of stuff done. Boom! You get all this stuff done. Some of the smartest people I know, dude, never went to college. Yeah, yeah. And, and that reflects even with older people as well. In every industry, there's people that had never went to college. And you wouldn't expect it. It's know? like one every third billionaire or millionaire never went to college or something like that. Yeah. It's something crazy like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it's wild. And, and so another thing that you can do in high school that I did um, that my dad really pushed for, it's a little bit of a different type of thing. But it's something that, again, not a lot of high school kids realize is an option is like the, the, the college credit plus, like PSEO like, type, um, of, type of thing where you take 
you take college classes. AP classes. Well, yeah, it's AP classes, except you go to an actual college. Oh, I don't know that, yeah. Yeah, no, see, but the thing is, the it's an actual college class, but the high school pays for those classes. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. I took a, you know, a chemistry class at Sinclair, and that got me the same... The same credit an AP chemistry credit would have got me in high school. And the thing is, that AP chemistry class in our high school was the hardest class that in the whole, you know, in the yeah, whole yeah. school. And it's like, they're just, they're just kind of like fucking these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're bringing them into these AP classes like, this is what college is going to be like. This is what the real world is going to be like. And giving them all these things and like setting their expectations which I think controls what the you know the rest of their life is going to look like. Yeah, see, that's the thing, man. I went to, so, Wana Hills got you so ready for college. My freshman year was a breeze. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute breeze. Like, I went there, I think me and Patch had English together, and we had a professor who only gave out, what, like, four A's his entire mm-hmm. life, and I, I got one of them. <laughs> oh, was, really? Yeah, and I asked Patch, I was sitting front row, and he'd watch, and I'd put my screen up, and him, Herb, and McGee would watch whatever movies I'm playing just be like, <laughs> from I the just, back. Yeah. I just write good papers, brother. And I just come really? in. The guy was a little weird though. Rude, rude, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, dude, for us at Wana Hills, I mean, there's certain classes that you take that were required. Like everyone had to take AP English. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Else. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, AP we, yeah. yeah. so we got through and we had like a bunch of credits already, but they hold you accountable. So that way, when I got to college, we were all looking at, so me and a bunch of my friends went from Wana and we were like, dude, this is, breeze yeah that's yeah, the, I was like, yeah, dude, this is a breeze that's like, the what? other thing you get to college and yeah. you're like what this is nothing <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's more like you know i think if i if i was in a different perspective of i didn't want to you know go out and party i didn't want to go hang out i might have done way better in you know undergrad than i did but well, so there's another debate yeah. is like uh is like um do you i mean how much do you value like going out and partying over like getting ahead in life you know what i mean like yeah. should you you know how much should you enjoy it versus how much should you prepare to enjoy yeah, it? i think there's a good balance man i don't think you know i think most of the people i know who didn't go out there in college they regret not going out in college really? but then everyone who you know a degenerate or you know <laughs> who uh, made it through wish they would have studied more wish they would have studied you know it's one of those things like you gotta have that good balance you know there's nights where like i'd be like i go party at their house or i go like you know out to like what long street and be like I got to leave at 12. I got an exam. Tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like you got to convince yourself. And it's kind of about the people you surround yourself with too, you know? Definitely. I got, you know, I got those friends, you know, you know, who will, you know, I say, hey, I, I shouldn't do another one. But like, oh, I'll just take another one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you got those friends that you're like, all right, if he doesn't want to do another one, you don't got to do it. Thanks for coming out. You those know are I mean? the people you should surround yourself yeah, exactly. with. Exactly. But you kind of need both of them. You know, you kind of yeah. like, you know, it depends. Like, to get you, know, you away from... Exactly. It's good to step out of your comfort zone every now and then, but it's kind of, you know, who is the majority of the people you're surrounding yourself with? You, you surround yourself with a bunch of degenerates, brother. It's a, down, a downhill slope. But you're going to you, become yeah, a degenerate. Exactly. But if you hang out with people who, you know... That's why I like to hang out with like-minded people. People mm-hmm. who, you know... I know, and it sounds crazy, but I hang out with people who have a little, the same amount to lose as I do. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, you know, you know, because I know that I'm out of a job. Patrick's out of a job Mm -hmm. right now because of this, but we both feel it the same way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, if Patch, if you guys had crazy rich parents and you guys lost a job, you wouldn't really understand the, you know. The severity. The severity of it. You know, exactly. You know what I mean? Which is What about people that have more to lose than you? Yeah, more, I mean, more to lose. I I never want to say that I, I understand completely what 
you you lost. You know what I mean? I never yeah. know what it's like to not be able to feed two kids or something like that. But I can see from here that you know I understand that you're dealing with a lot of loss. You know what right. I mean? So those are things that I take into account as well. Like when I'm hanging out with people, or if I go out, you know, and if someone tells me they work at seven a.m., I'm never like, oh, don't you know, don't be a bitch. You should hang out longer. I'm like, all right, dude, you got to work. I know what it's like. You yeah, know? yeah. I appreciate you showing up because I know a lot of people, they work at 7 a.m. They won't even show up. You they know won't I mean? even show up. Exactly. You know, so, and I'm not mad at those people. It's just one of those things like, you know, yeah. just be respectful of what people. Of everybody's lifestyle. Exactly. And that's one thing. thing in it's hard though. It is hard to kind of like not judge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, I feel like, I don't know why, but in our society, or in maybe just in, in people in general, it's just easy to kind of judge people. Like it comes naturally. It is. To us. It is. And one of the things that you got to get over in college, and I wish someone would have told me, it's all right to have FOMA. Like you know, really? yeah, FOMA. It's a right to be you know to be okay with missing out on something, and that's something I freshman and sophomore year, dude, I would. Oh, dude, there's a party here. We're doing this, and I'm fucking taking the exam. I'm. Just, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Getting out of here. Yeah, I gotta do this. And Either do that to or, celebrate or. To, oh, yeah, I can miss three homework assignments this semester, this quarter. You know, I'm out of here. Let me go hang out. That's one thing. Like now, dude, if I can't be there, I won't be there. But mm-hmm. I used to have really bad like fear of missing out, dude. And when people would, and a lot of people our age still deal with that, dude, to where they're like. Oh, man, I really, you know, oh, uh, this is not important. You know, but no, dude, it's okay. You don't get to miss be at every opportunity. You know yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you got to be present where you are. And if yeah. that's if that's work, then don't be thinking that you wish you oh, could be yeah. somewhere else. And I know? think that really be fully bo- present. That really botched it for me, man. Sophomore, freshman year, I was doing really bad in school because I was just like, it wasn't like, you know, I'd take a test and I'd be like, you know, it's not that, like these questions are hard. If I would have just studied an extra hour for these i would have had them you know what i mean right. if i would have read that chapter i would have done if i would have done my homework which that is not, <laughs> any of the homework that is nuts dude and that's one thing i really I, like especially when i'm taking these tests i'm like these these questions are the same questions i just read on my homework yeah i just didn't do my homework yeah you know what i mean i'm like this is nuts and it's just one of those things like college isn't designed to be that hard man it's not set up against you to keep you out of it it's just more like the things that come along with college like you know, the girls, the hanging out, the, the learning, the people you meet. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? The I mean, it's just it. being independent for the first time. It is, it life. is. It's kind of like, you know, letting you, letting you run free. And that's one thing that hit me hard, man, because, you know, I grew up and it was cool. And I, I think that's why I was able to successfully get through college pretty chill because it wasn't like a culture shock for me because all through high school, my high school was like college. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, like it was hard. Everything you're grilling, you're grilling. And my high school was different than a lot of high schools because one of Hills, it isn't clicky. Everyone hung out together. Oh, really? Yeah, like, you know, the athletes hung out with the nerdies. Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, so it's super cool. So we see every at a party, there, our class valedictorian was also like the beer champ for like three years. <laughs> in a row. Like a beer, beer punk champ for three years in a row. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like one of those things like everyone's smart, so you hold everyone accountable. You can't really call anyone a nerd because we all took a test that's to get into it. Right. Yeah, so I mean, it's one of, yeah. It was like a leveling of the playing field mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. there. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's something that I wish, like, you're lucky you had that, man. Because, like, throughout high school, is like, I always kept status very highly in my mind. You yeah. know, status of, like, you know, jocks versus nerds versus, you know, yeah. film kids. You know, whatever. And it's like, I, I wish, because once I got to, to college, I still kept that with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm the bottom of the food chain. Like, I'm the oh, worst no, piece of, yeah, yeah. yeah. In reality, it's like, no, we're all just here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That's the thing. And so in our high school, it's kind of like introduced you that early. Like, 
And our the lunchroom is where you kind of saw, like, you know, you hang out with your friends. Like, we had a whole football team table. Mm-hmm. But there'd be days I'd go hang out to basketball players. and be like, oh, what's up, guys? You know, or, like, right. you'd be in a chemistry thing with the most nerdiest trombone-playing <laughs> person ever. And you'd be like, where are you going to eat lunch at today, Mark? Like, oh, dude, I got to eat with Ken. He's my he's my lab partner. I need to work out this homework. Yeah. And it kind of, like, was an intermingling of that. You know what I mean? It that's was, awesome. Yeah, so that's one of was great, man. Like, yeah. Get, yeah, had the that's most, fun. like range of people and it really got us ready for college because we just like oh i'm here with a bunch of degenerates so let's, <laughs> let's pick which one i want to hang out with right. you know what i mean yeah and that's yeah that's what do you think schools should like reform on their on their you know as opposed to learning i mean everybody needs to learn like basic math right and, and basic science and yeah. english and reading or whatever yeah. the four things are but um beyond that do you think that there should be like an implementation more about like you know societal classes yeah yeah 100 percent, like taxes and stuff like that i mean dude so i mean class on credit dude that would be absolutely nuts (laughs) how important credit is for you you know (laughs) so i got this weird concept about education dude and i think that up until ninth grade you're really basing your entire education off of a memory thing Mm. and it really reflects how we judge people who are considered unsmart in society because like you know kindergarten through eighth grade when i say you're being based off your memory like your vocab tests are remember the definition for this word right your math tests are remember the formula for this plug in the same numbers right you know history who won this fight in this place it's no real critical thinking it's more like remember, what do you remember yeah from what like you remember three weeks ago. yeah so you can get a guy with a shitty memory mm-hmm. and this guy just doesn't remember anything, you call him an idiot because he fails every social studies test because he can't remember. You know, and I think that's dumb. You know, it does you don't really get critical thinking until you get to like high school where you actually have to decide what formula, plug in it is, make this you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it actually becomes that kind of critical thinking. So if you were And still kind of memory yeah, just is. a little bit. It is. Sure. And that's how our educational system is based now. So if you're in fourth grade, you know, and you fail every vocab test, every you know, every social studies test, I'm gonna you're going to think you're dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to think you're dumb. You're going to go through your whole life thinking, thinking that you're dumb. Just simply because you couldn't remember the definition for obtuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You couldn't remember the definition. And I think that's, and I realized that a while ago, I'm dude, like, because I was helping one of my little cousins with his homework. He was, I was like, just say this 10 times. You'll understand, you'll, you'll remember <laughs> the definition. And I'm like, you're not learning anything. Not just, at all. It's like learning lyrics to a song. You're just repeating and repeating it. Oh, exactly. And that's not really, and that's how we base intelligence, dude. K through eighth grade. Oh, yeah. And that's oh, something yeah. I think is weird. And I think we need to take that out. Mm-hmm. I think high school should have more like critical thinking classes, more, you know, things learning about you, credit. Things yeah. like, you know, that you, what would you do in this situation? Things mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of teach more street smarts and book smarts. Right. And, well, and, and, and kind of ask you to rely on your own brain a little bit more than relying on what somebody else has taught you. Yeah, dude. That's why, that's why you learn, you know, some of the people you think are unintelligent are some of the most savvy people you ever meet because when it comes to a situation, they're savvy. They, they're quick. They're quick at thinking and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you tell this guy, like, hey, 20 vocab words, this is going to be our test. Remember the definition. <laughs> He's I don't got time for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got yeah. other things. To exactly, think about. dude. That's that's a do. weird thing to think about, though. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just like K through eighth grade. I was just learning slope. You know, <laughs> you know, I was just learning what numbers to put in here. I right. see a test. Oh, oh, just boom, boom, boom. So, um, do you see like in the future uh, this the possibility of this kind of being implemented a little bit in the in the school system? I don't think it's going to be implemented in the school system, but I think they're going to be separate 
like different schools you know how they have like liberal arts schools and stuff like that where there's a different version of teaching because there's still such different uh, grade schools even yeah yeah yeah, exactly okay. like there's a language school now there's schools where you go just to learn languages and you know um really? but yeah yeah there's a german school in like clifton that you can go to just you know if you want to focus on uh learning german but i think that there's going to be a different branch just how there's like you know you focus on trade schools mm-hmm. and i think you know and that's something that you should think about those people who think differently because mm-hmm. everyone's brains wired differently Maybe oh, that yeah. oh, yeah. actually lead to that kind of trade school instead Hopefully. of leaving the college. You yeah, know what I mean? Because it's one of those things that I think everyone learns differently. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Everyone learns differently, but everyone's based on the same educational scale. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's, that's shitty. That's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's shitty, man. You know, like you're telling me I think differently than him, but we're going to be great at the same? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a different variation. Of, as there are, there's like charter schools. I think I'm seeing, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of younger kids, but I can just see mm-hmm. that. I mean, there was something that I saw on social media. It was like some kid came home and they were like, dad, you're like, I'm in a learning perspective right now. And you're in a, like a, a stuck state of mind kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it, it like, is, dude. So they, he like learned that from his class. and Because kinda... they're going to be like those old school ways of thinking that, you know, people are going like, this is how I learned it. This is how I got to where I am. This is how you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be people like, dude, if you can teach my kid how to do this, I, do whatever you do. Just make right. sure he gets to the same path. You know right. what I mean? I mean, yeah. Make yeah. sure kids do like the best they can do at what they do best. You know what I mean? Exactly. That is, that is perfect. That into yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's perfect, dude. And that's yeah. one of the things that like I feel we as a society don't do. We don't give enough. Yet. Money. Yet, we don't give enough leeway to let people, you know, grow into themselves. Right, and, right. Yeah, because of that. You know? Well, uh, cheers, man. Here's looking forward to that. Cheers, brother. I appreciate you coming out on this. Oh, you don't have anything left. But what are you going to do? sweet. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you talking to us. All righty. I want to thank Marcus again. Uh, really good seeing him. Uh, and being able to hang out with him a lot more recently is kind of nice. So, Good getting to know that guy. Thanks again for coming on the podcast, and thanks for listening. Uh, Thank you. I love you. Amen. Okay, bye.